Let us pray. For we must all be revealed before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 Dear Lord, today I am mindful that nothing in heaven or on earth goes unseen by you. You are all-knowing, and your judgment is final. I want to thank you for your mercy and forgiveness, that you have taken away my sins forever and keep no record of my wrongs. You have removed my sins as far as the east is from the west, and you remember them no more. In the times that I fear your judgment, remind me there is now no condemnation for me. Thank you that I can have confidence in the day of judgment, because your perfect love casts away all my fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith, with Dr. Andrew Farley. Stay tuned after this quick word from our sponsors. Does your money stretch as far as it used to? Most likely no. Here's why. It took 200 years for the U.S. to print its first $5 trillion. Today, Washington has done that in just three years. The problem? Every new dollar makes each of your dollars worth less. Our sponsor, Birch Gold Group, has helped tens of thousands of Americans protect their IRAs or 401ks from the dollar's loss in value with physical gold and silver. Now you can too. Get a free info kit on gold right now by texting the word HEARTBEAT to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the BBB, you're in good hands with Birch Gold. So get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit now by texting HEARTBEAT to the number 989898. God's wrath is not arbitrary, nor is He harsh in His judgment. He alone is perfectly holy, merciful, and just which makes him the only one who can define good and evil perfectly. When Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen, and the Lord caused fire, ash, and sulfur to fall on Sodom and Gomorrah. In the distance, Lot and his family could hear the cries of those in the city. The city of Sodom, a nest of rape, murder, and wickedness, fell under the fist of the Almighty. Judgment is God's to deal out as He pleases, and it's sometimes a wonder He didn't just wipe everything away after the fall. But He didn't, because as just as God is, He's also patient, loving, and kind. Hello, I'm Dr. Andrew Farley with today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. Our purpose is to mine the depths of God's story, to discover His love and purpose for our lives. The deeper we go, the louder His heartbeat becomes. Today, we look at God's judgment. Pop culture and some religious teachers often portray God's judgment as being arbitrary, unjust, or even harsh. But the Bible paints a different picture. God's judgment displays His goodness, 
and reveals his ultimate plan to restore humanity. Looking at some Old Testament stories, it can be hard to understand how a good God could carry out these acts. But if you look at them through the greater lens of Scripture, God's divine redemption is seen. Even some of the more gruesome stories in the Bible have whispers of mercy within them. One of the more well-known stories of judgment is about Sodom and Gomorrah. Morning came, and the angels came again to Lot, yelling, Take your wife and your daughters and flee the city. You will be destroyed if you linger any longer. But Lot did linger, indecisive and afraid, and was unable to help himself or his family. He was cowardly to offer up his daughters, and now he stood equally a coward for not saving them. Yet God was still merciful to them and promised he would not destroy the city unless all the righteous were gone. So the angels seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. They commanded again, Escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be destroyed with the city. Lot responded to them and said, Please, do me another great kindness. Spare the neighboring town Zoar so we can settle there. The angel said to him again, I will do as you ask. Now flee. Judgment is coming. When Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen and the Lord caused fire, ash, and sulfur to fall on Sodom and Gomorrah. In the distance, Lot and his family could hear the cries of those in the city. The city of Sodom, a nest of rape, murder, and wickedness, fell under the fist of the Almighty. In Sodom and Gomorrah, the fire came from above. But in the case of Korah, God brought fiery judgment from below, swallowing up him and his followers when they defied Moses. Moses raised his voice for all to hear. Depart from these men immediately, lest you be swept away. Stay back. So the crowd stepped back from Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, and their families. The three men stood by watching Moses with their offerings in front of them. Moses rose his staff to Korah. Moses, once slow to speak and stuttering, spoke clearly and powerfully. His voice boomed and the people trembled. This day you shall know it is the Lord who has sent me. Nothing I have done has been from my own power. Moses pointed to the men and shouted, If these men die a natural death, then I am made a liar and God has not sent me. But if the Lord comes now and swallows them up into the fiery shadows of Sheol, then you shall know whom God has chosen. In an instant, as Moses spoke, the land trembled and shook. A roar could be heard from the mountains, and the ground began to split. The earth opened up before Korah and his men like the mouth of a beast, and they were swallowed up into the jaws of Sheol. The screams of the three men stabbed the ears of all who were present, and fire ascended from the depths and consumed all 250 men. The congregation fled, fearing they would also be consumed by the earth. 
looking at these stories individually can leave you with a pit in your stomach. However, if you look at them through the lens of God's promise to redeem the world, these acts of judgment seem less arbitrary and more purposeful. Take, for example, the judgment against the city of Jericho. God's judgment over the city provided a path to the promised land for his people. As the men finished marching across the city a seventh time, Joshua stopped, and the army stopped with him, remaining silent. He turned to his troops. With a passionate voice, Joshua cried out, Shout! Shout, for the Lord has given you this city! Today the city of Jericho will fall as an offering to God. Shout! So the people shouted. A thunderous roar boomed from the army of Israel. Cries of war and trumpets echoed and shook the earth. One by one, the stones of the wall began to shift in their place. The walls of Jericho began to split. Cracks and clanging pierced the ears of everyone in the city as the walls began to crumble. The battle cries of Israel continued like the roar of a lion. The great walls of Jericho bowed before the might of God. The earth trembled as the wall fell to the ground. Screams of terror could be heard from the city. The broken walls stood before them, and Joshua, standing on one of the large stones, shouted to his men with sword raised high, Take this city! Yet Rahab the prostitute shall live and do nothing that will make your hearts stumble. God promised to redeem the world through a Messiah. This Messiah needed to be born from a nation that endured the highs and lows of navigating the ancient world, a world in which warlords, pestilence, corruption, and famines abounded. God intended to preserve his people by any means necessary so that ultimate redemption could come through his only begotten Son. His judgment on other nations or rebellious factions of Israel was to protect the people long enough for Messiah to come. God always judges with ultimate redemption in mind. God's wrath is not arbitrary, nor is he harsh in his judgment. He alone is perfectly holy, merciful, and just which makes him the only one who can define good and evil perfectly. Judgment is his to deal out as he pleases, and it's sometimes a wonder he didn't wipe everything away after the fall. He didn't, because as just as God is, he's also patient, loving, and kind. Humanity, although deserving of God's judgment, has been shown mercy. Let's look at an image of God's mercy in a well-known story from the Bible. When Noah's family and all the animals were secured in the ark, God shut the door. Seven days later, the rain began to fall, and the cleansing power of God opened. Water fell from the skies, and the springs of the earth burst open violently. The water rose covering the mountains and washing away all the corrupt and evil kingdoms built by the wickedness of mankind. 
God once breathed life into mankind, and now he took their breath away. All was destroyed, all but those on the ark. God judged humanity and brought punishment upon them, but Noah and his family were preserved in a wooden vessel. Noah's wooden ark is a picture of the cross, the vehicle by which God has protected us forever from judgment and punishment. In the profound tapestry of God's love, the cross stands as a testament to the believer's unassailable protection from judgment and punishment. As Romans 8.1 tells us, there's now no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. This divine acquittal means there's no ledger of wrongs, no tally of transgressions. Our sins are not only forgiven, but forgotten, a freedom that underscores our release from the demands and judgments of the law. Echoing this sentiment, Jesus himself declared in John 3.18 that he who believes in him is not judged. This reassurance affirms our confidence as we anticipate the day of judgment, for in God's eyes, we're viewed as if we've never sinned a day in our lives. Remember, the wages of sin was death. Yet Jesus died and paid those wages in full. Consequently, for those who believe, there are no more wages left to pay. Through Jesus, we have obtained mercy, and we'll explore what mercy means in our next episode. Thank you for listening to today's Heartbeat of Faith podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or learned something new about the Bible, Share it with a friend or family member. Download the Pray.com app, and for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org.